This is a global original podcast. Hi and welcome to Confessions of a Modern Parent. The podcast where my husband Mark and I discuss the challenges, difficulties, frustrations and ultimately the joys of being parents and step-parents to four wonderful, talented, beautiful daughters aged between 25 and 12. This is one of those surprising ones where I thought, let's talk about something that doesn't start from a negative or a downbeat thing. Do you know what I mean? We talked Mm. about a lot of downbeat things. And so we're talking about friendship. Can you be, is it good, is it wise, or is it cringy to be friends or, as you said, pals Mm. with our children? Mm. And uh, and, oh my goodness, the comments that have come in through Mm. our social media have really widened the chat out. Yeah, really. I really, really love that. I feel like I've been in the room with other parents and yeah. young people and yeah no it's such a good chat yeah and Carlitos and Maddie again wow yeah. love their contributions oh they're fabulous I've realised I've only got four friends in the world and they're all my daughters well that's not going to be nice for your friends that might be listening to this is it <laughs> Hi guys, here we are in the kitchen. Sorry if it's a bit echoey. We're in a slightly different interior, aren't we? We are. Yet again, still struggling to get this this beam this message out to you from a from a from a planet somewhere in space named our kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, this is I thought taking note of looking at some of the titles of some of our previous discussions. I thought you'd be inclined to think, oh, you know what? I think I might avoid that podcast because it's a bit bloody miserable. Um, we talk about a lot of. Um, very difficult things. We talk about a lot of very troubling things, you know, the dilemmas the, the around drugs and sex and a lot about coronavirus and things like that. And I thought it might be intriguing, not that I've even seen a story to inspire me with this. I thought it might be intriguing to ask the question, is it okay to ever be friends with your children? Can you be best friends or good friends or can you be friends with your kids? And obviously, it's a question that kind of relates to being a parent of children of all ages. You know, obviously, when they're toddlers, you're not going to be friends with a toddler. But, you know, once they become teenagers and as they go into adulthood, I thought it was an intriguing topic to talk about. Because I think, it, and interestingly, having you having asked some questions, Nadia, on your Instagram about what are people's ideas and thoughts on it, people sort of split along a very binary edge insofar as there are people who think it's absolutely fine and there are others who feel very, very, very adamantly that it's not fine, and that is not our purpose as parents, and that we have to be very clear and very boundaried. Um, and I thought it would be intriguing to have that conversation. And once again, also to dip into our own relationships with our parents, because I think... Well, I, you know, my mum was 100% my mum. There was no friendship as such. I, she was my mum, she was somebody that I respected... She was somebody that I would have to try and get round because her rules were very clear. Um, And I think a lot of what is good about me in that I have a fairly strong moral code and a fairly not perfect uh, sense of decency and I have very good manners, I'm polite, and I think all these things came from my mum being very, um, you know, one route. She was one route. This is the right way and there's no question about it and, you know, absolute horror. I remember when I was a kid once saying, oh, God, and we're not a religious family at all, and my mum being furious with me 
and saying, you can't say that. You just can't. There was no question. You cannot say, oh God, because it, you could be around somebody that, that does believe in God and you would mortally offend them and you would upset them. And that was kind of the tone with my mum. It was just like, there's just right and wrong. I grew up believing that my mum knew everything and every single thing she said was right. You know, I was just unquestioning of her. Mm. Um, and then with my dad, I had a very... I mean, I since found out that behind the scenes, and I think this is the case for a lot of dads... That's, in fact, my mother flushing the loo upstairs. In fact, this is the case for a lot of dads. Behind the scenes, he was going to my mum, well, what time is she coming back? And where's she going? And what she said? And what she's doing? But to me, he was, like, you know, very friendly and very easygoing. And, and actually, when I think back on it, I think that was actually quite a good balance because... I think it must have been hard for my mum, and sometimes I now feel it, they say it's not until you're an adult that you really understand what it's like, what it's been like for your parents. And I did, I was, I did used to favour my dad, I suppose because my dad was more easygoing. And we shared a lot of the same opinions, and we would sit and talk for a long time. And I could, and I could make him laugh very easily. You know, my dad, I think I felt quite cherished by my dad you know he was which is what I've always looked for so that's good you know I had a good example with my dad and so I always wanted people that were nice to me and cherished me and all that sort of stuff never went for the bad boy um so I think I think with hindsight I think it it all worked out quite well if if I could nitpick I would say that I wished yeah if I could have the time again I would say to my mom could you have just Maybe if you could have just been had moments where I'd felt like you were more my friend. Well, all right. So that's what I was going to ask. I mean, yeah. are you talking about it in terms of a desire for sort of, you know, I mean, what is friendship separate to being a parent? It's a very difficult dual role to play, well, isn't it, the, for a parent? So I think. Always, I just, she was instructing me. Yeah, absolutely. So there was a formality to it. A formality to it. But I hit 17 and oh my God, it was like she completely took her hand off the wheel. Mm. It was just unbelievable. And we were like, and we've been great friends. Um, you know, we used to go on holiday together. We did so much together and we had so much, so, so, so much fun. Mm. I mean, it's harder now because she's older, so taking her anywhere is difficult, but we became great friends after that. And I would have, if you'd have asked me that when I was 10 years old, I never would have imagined it. So mm. I think... This binary idea doesn't make, you know, either you're a friend or you're a very strict, you know, you're very much a parent and that's it. I think that that does change. I think um, in, from my experience, I've seen it. My mum was very much a mum mm. and I did what I was told and all of that. But then we became great friends afterwards. And I wouldn't have thought that could have happened, really. Yeah. I mean, I think it's curious before I talk about the, cu the curious case of Benjamin Button or me and my mum. Um you know, I think the idea of parenting, I think as humans and as parents and as children, I think I'm, I'm obsessed increasingly as I get older with the way in which we all play roles. You know, this idea that we're all acting, we're all presenting, whether it be on social media or in the intimacy of our relationships with our loved ones, we're always presenting a certain image of ourselves um, that isn't necessarily ever the true us because we're having to present something for the sake of someone else. And I think... I think it's intriguing that I think when I look back at, say, my grandparents, who were great sort of 
co-parents, if you like. They, they looked after me in all of my downtime when I was a child up until the age of 15, really, 14, 15. Um, you know, I think a lot of grown-ups feel they have to play the role of a parent. And I think that for many years and many generations, there was a very clearly delineated sense of what that was, which was a little bit of what you're describing your mum was, and very much what my nan and my granddad were, which was there were very clear boundaries, very clear rules. There was absolutely no room really for emotional introspection or analysis or, well, my or any of that stuff. Well, my call it navel-gazing. Well, my nan would call it exactly the same thing. Mm. She said, well, why do we need to navel-gaze? Let's just put our feet firmly on the ground and crack on. Now, obviously there's great merit in that in certain walks of life, but it, it doesn't account for any sort of, you know, um, insecurities or anxieties in children that, that, you know, they may have. So I do think that, you know, this idea of a parent being a friend is a relatively modern concept, you know, from the mm. 60s, 70s, 80s onwards. Dare I say, a modern concept that kind of has ballooned and blossomed ever since the introduction of recreational drugs and an increasing availability of alcohol too. And I'll get back to why I think that's important later. But I do think that um, over time... A bit like we have all got with all of our emotions and our psychological makeup, things have got more complicated, There's more, there are more isms, there are more conditions, there are more complexities to being a human than there ever used to be. Um, and I think in a weird way, when I look back at my relationship with my mum and I think about the friendship or not that I had with her, I, I don't look back and see myself as necessarily parented by my mum. I mean, my mum's upstairs, so nothing I'm about to say is something that she's not heard me say to her. And so I don't look back sort of feeling like, I mean, obviously she was my mum and she was taking me to school on occasion and I was coming back and she was there and all that kind of stuff. But I didn't, you know, I don't look back and think, oh, looked after mum. I see two companions. Me and my mum were very much sort of two companions thrown together in orbit around each other. And we stayed in orbit. And, you know, and I think we both would say, thankfully, part of that was because I was quite a well-behaved child. Uh, part of that was because she was a bit chaotic and I wanted to look after her and all that kind of stuff. So all of that stuff going on. That led to huge explosions in our relationships much later in life. And <clears throat> on the other side of that huge explosion, which was, you know, very difficult, very traumatic for both of us, we had to get really real, we had to dig into a lot of our emotions. I feel very blessed about the fact that we went through all of that because I do consider, say, now, my mum to be a crucial friend in my life. Uh, it doesn't mean she doesn't drive me nuts and I don't drive her nuts and all that kind of stuff. But I, I've kind of chosen to put put the parenting thing to the side. I, I mean, and I often don't really think of her as much. I have to call her Nanny Di, because that seems more comfortably. I see her as the nan to our children. I don't see her as mum. I see her as a really good friend who happens to be my mum. And I love her, but she's a really, really good friend. And she's someone that I would uh, talk to um, about all the things that I'm passionate about, I'm interested in, and all those kind of things. But I do feel that there's a choice between the two. I think it's what I, I do wonder whether they, you can only really be one or the other. And I feel like I had to sort of a little bit like the parachute that sort of comes off the thing that when, you know, in spacemen land on Earth and it jettisons the rest of the kind of space capsule before it lands on Earth. I feel like I had to jettison the mum bit in order to really enjoy the friend bit with my mum. So when it comes to, you know, the, the, the friendship component, I think I experienced both ends. I had really conventional parents in my nan and granddad. And I had a woman that I kind of orbited around and I was stuck to a lot of the time, who in older, in older life and in grown-up life have managed to forge quite a meaningful friendship with. Would you agree? Well, I well, agree with what you're I mean, because you, you've observed... Because, you, I mean, I, when I look at you and your parents, mm -hmm. I, see, I see a deep sort of friendship between 
you and, uh, your, you and your dad? I, I, I have a deep friendship with both my mum and my dad, and I think that it's... I think that they have been brilliant at navigating that because they... My mum didn't have an easy childhood, not my story to tell hers, but she didn't have an easy childhood. I don't think she had a very loving mum. Mm. And my dad... My dad grew up in poverty and, you know, multiple siblings and, you know, you just kind of got on with it. No mind was ever given to their feelings, no discussion about where they were at. He said things just happened around us and we just sort of all ran along trying to find out what was going on. So the totally, totally extraordinary mm. that they were able to give me so much security. And and I think my mum, I think where my mum sometimes you know, if one were to nitpick where it felt rigid or very strict or whatever, I think that was just her trying to do the mm. right thing. And the thing about my mum, even though she was very much a parent, and that there's a real security in that and knowing what happens and what doesn't happen. Mm. Boundaries are really mm. important for kids. Um, she would also always be really joyful for anything, anything good that happened for me or any new idea I had. I always remember my mum, any new idea I had, any dream I had, the only thing she would ever say was, and she's still like that now with anybody that says anything, mm. go for it, go she's for very, it, very, very go for it, go for it. Go for it. Yeah. Every single time, you know, any way she could help, she would say go for it. So that, to me, is friendship. Mm. You know, that's enormous friendship. Mm. And, and that would be running alongside, no, you have to be back at 9 o'clock and you weren't back yeah. at 9 o'clock, so that means you're not going anywhere for the next week. But... It, if the very next day I came to her with some harebrained scheme, she would sit, she would listen, and she would encourage. So she was my friend, but she was also my very much my parent. Mm. And I wouldn't want to make her cross, and I wouldn't want to disappoint her, and I felt accountable to her. And so that was really good. And then with my dad, it was very different because my dad, I held up as a as the be all and end all in a way you know he was guru like to me he was he was he was almost he was almost unearthly my dad you know i he was on such a pedestal well, he does levitate around rooms <laughs> he was on such a pedestal for me that i didn't he didn't even need to say stuff to me mm. that he wasn't happy his his skin would slightly change <laughs> color and i would know and it's interesting that i'm now a rescuer because i could read my parents so well because I didn't want to disappoint. My dad never, ever said to me the word disappoint. He mm. never said you will disappoint me. He never told me off. It, I would just feel it. And the very worst thing would be for my dad to be disappointed in me because he made me feel like I was... He made me feel special and he made me feel I could do anything. And he would say to me often, and it's what I try and say to the girls... You know, you three, he would say about me and my sister, you are formidable. And that word, I used to roll that around in my, on my tongue. Formidable, formidable. <laughs> For ages, I didn't even know what it meant. But he was like, it was interesting. Whereas my mum would say, you know, don't do this and da-da-da. My dad would give me words that I just would, that would just be seeded into my very soul. Mm. You know, so I'm formidable. So I'm, so I'm... I'm, I'm, you know, you know, courageous. He would give me this. And actually, as I'm thinking now, he was very much a parent, but he just had a really different style mm. to my mum. Mm. But he was a parent and he just 
felt more like my friend, but actually my mum was just as much my friend. Because to ask can you be a friend, you have to ask what is your what's what's your interpretation of what a friend is. Well, exactly. So you know, a friend to me is somebody that that is you know that encourages, that supports, that listens to that gets fired up for you if you're having something good, that gets sad if you're if you're feeling something bad. These are all the things that a friend is. So in that sense, my parents were my friends. But if we're talking about friendship, the other side of friendship, which can be encouraging bad behaviour and, you know, let's all go out together and go crazy and let's talk in detail about our sex lives and let's get pissed together. All those other sides that are part, very much part of a female friendship, that I very much don't think is the place mm. for a parent. Mm. I, I, until maybe when they're older, for sure, but I think, still think even then, not too far, because, you know, right through my life, I've learned on my parents' to be parents. Mm. You know, I've had big dramas, I've had, you know, I've had some really difficult things happen in my life and actually, not now, I wouldn't put anything on them now. I've run to them, mm. I need your help, this is chaos, this is, this. I don't know what to do in this situation. And they would be there like that at a click of a finger for me. Mm. And I very much want our girls to feel that right through, right through their lives. That's why, you know, it's like when, it's like when, a, it's like, I mean, there's so much on this because, you know, how much do we share with our children about where we are at, you know, in, in whatever sense, emotionally? You're talking about us or generally people? No, generally, you know, what, 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 what is the boundary between a parent well, and a Well, that's what friend? I wanted to ask. I mean, because for me, the whole, the whole, there's, there's that sort of twinkly-eyed kind of description of what you've just done, which is, which is, you know, you're right, your parents have been stalwarts in your life they've been both that sort of you know very secure and sort of rule-based but like you say your dad took a slightly different approach to it but they're both great parents but you've you know you've you wouldn't reach out to them for those sort of more indiscreet parts of your life the more sort of youth orientated parts of your life mm. in a sense and I think that's the part of this discussion where I think a lot of people have reacted quite strongly on social media to it is this idea of parents who try too hard to be friends mm. I mean I think there's a lot of questions to be asked around where is the impetus coming from who's putting the pressure on the relationship to be more of a friendship you know and I do think there are those parents that do try to be achingly hip there are those parents Parents who I do think try to use things like drugs and alcohol as a means to facilitate a connection, a almost fake a connection, almost grooming in order to kind of... Now, it's not always born of a bad thing. It's born of a wanted to be close, wanted yeah. to be in their lives. To wanting, fill the gap that maybe yeah. they couldn't... And maybe there's a loneliness in a lot of parents too. I mean, I think I can think of those periods in my mum's life where she was briefly between relationships. And I remember those were the moments, though, where I could feel that she would turn to me in a more needful way. But, you know, when I look back now, I realise... That was about her wanting to fill that hole because she wasn't with someone. And so I think a lot of parents will, will want to sort of, you know, feed that desire for friendship or, or, or feed the fire, stoke the fire of friendship, in inverted commas, by having a good time with them, allowing the boundaries to slip. And I think this is where it gets really troublesome being a friend and being a parent. Because often what you've just described about the sex lives, going out, being awful, doing all these things, all that sort of stuff, indiscretions... Um, 
it's when those boundaries start to mm. start to get nibbled at and fall apart when you're a parent because you're trying to almost ingratiate and entice your child to be more of a friend. Then I think it's, it potentially can be really quite damaging for children. It can send out really well, dangerous signals. I think it's, yeah, it just, when those lines are blurred, mm. I think it... I think in some ways you've got to be the strong, you know, the strong, the rock that they can always come yeah, back to. Yeah. And if 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 that becomes a bit, sorry, that's our dog you can hear in the back. Yeah, she decided to go on a tour of duty. <laughs> yeah, and if, you know, that the destabilisation you might have could impact on them because they're going to have friends that are going to be yeah, 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 absolutely. You want to be the stable, yeah. the stable rock for them. And what I would say also is that very much for me, whilst I wouldn't say my mum was ever trying to kind of be my best friend when I was younger, but because it wasn't a conventional sort of... Because we were kind of almost like two hippies ricocheting around the 70s and early 80s. Mm. I just happened to be very small and young and she happened to be not that much older. That's the post. <laughs> yeah, this, is the, this is what you put up with, guys, with us Corona doing it from home recording. and not Leicester Square. Um, because we were sort of two very oddly shaped and aged sort of hippies ricocheting around, boundaries were out of the window. So I experienced the, the lack of boundaries and I experienced the fact that actually, you know, I would say that in my grown-up life, that's where I struggle all the time, is not where the boundaries are and what's right and wrong all the time. I can, I can often see that, but the boundaries of neediness, the boundaries of putting stuff on other people, the boundaries of, you know, all those things become very confusing and confused for me because of, in a sense, the lack of a form, formal parent-child mm. relationship. And whilst, as I say again, we weren't necessarily friends, we were buddies. I mean, when I look back, I feel like we were almost in an open-top kind of vehicle driving around the 70s, mm. and I was this strange, like mm. the kid in Family Guy, just sitting there next to her giving her advice. And this but, always... but, you know, that, that gave you a lot of anxiety because yeah. you never knew where you were and you didn't no, know no. where you stood and you didn't yeah. know what was going to happen next, and that was not good. That's yeah, exactly, good. and I think that's what, what trying to overtly trying to be a friend with your children can give them. I wish, if I had my time again... I think I would have been a different parent to the one that I've been. Right, Because why? I think that sometimes when I really want to say stuff, I don't stay say stuff because I don't want the awkwardness and the unpleasantness and I don't want them to be sad and I don't want to be them. And I wish I was... I wish I had a bit of a colder heart like that, you know, like someone's, well, you know, it's no... That's it. No, no, yeah. you know, I'm not very good at that. I'm not... I can sometimes do it, but I have to, like... I have to have a whole conversation with myself and I have to... But, I mean, we did a lot of that when they were younger so that they're polite, they're really good kids, mm. they're really um, well-behaved. Mm. You know, we've never, ever had to say to them, why didn't you call us or why mm. wasn't your phone on? They always... They're always... They're, they're great like that. But I do think sometimes the boundaries have been too wavy and sometimes I think that I've done them a bit of... We, not I, we've done them a bit of disservice with that because they could be a lot more responsible on occasions and they could be a bit more helpful and all those things mm. that a lot of parents will just sort of, not physically, but batter into their kids. Yeah, you there know. is. A, I mean, I know in the past... It reminds... I mean, I would never have... Like, if you take last night, for example, I would never have finished my dinner and not got immediately sure. up and cleaned up the kitchen. Sure. Right? Because that was just a rule my mum put in because that was the good thing to do. As Because what you're teaching them as a parent is whatever your family home is is the wider community. Mm. So that when you go out in the world, how you behave here is how we want you to behave. So when you're living in a flat, when you're doing this, when you do that, you're taking into consideration other people's space, other mm. people's, you know, what part have you played in 
in in in in this meal in this game mm. in this thing you know and i think sometimes we step all over ourselves not to say what we're well doing. i mean I, I think you'll be very gracious there i mean i think i have to fall on my sword because i think we've had many rows where you've you've probably even said the line oh come on you're just trying you, you're you're you, you know they see you more as a friend and you're their friend and it goes back to our sort of very first ever podcast i think where we talked about being good cops and bad cops and I would sometimes, well, I would often agree with you in that analysis, though, I mean, I'm certainly not using drink or drugs, obviously, I'm in recovery, but I, I, you know, I am looking for always for those connections with the girls around cultural stuff, pop culture, films, you know, TV shows. But I think stuff because, you have, because you, because you, because when you, ha- when we had the girls, you'd had, you know, you were an absent, we hate that Well, saying. I wanted to, yeah, I, I think wanted to mention that, was, yeah. I think sometimes you've wanted to make everything up with them, so... Well, it's, it's really important that you say that because that's exactly what I was going to say. And I do mm-hmm. think when I let myself off the hook a little bit, I am trying to, um, in my sense, in my heart, right a wrong, if you like, because I do feel that so much was kind of, you know, lost or, or removed or however you want to call it, you know, with Izzy and Fleur, my oldest. And... You know, I certainly feel, you know, like with Izzy, for instance, I mean, a huge friendship over the years has, has, has developed with Izzy. And as, as her life gets busier and as, as she moves on, it's, it's a real aching miss. I, I, I achingly miss some of the conversations we had, um, you know, likewise with Fleur about the arts and things like that. And so there are sort of parts of, you know, where that friendship sustains itself uh, in, with any of your children you have to be very careful, actually, as a parent. I think you've got to really guard against it because fundamentally, you're not their friend. No. You're not going to be part of their friendship circle. You're always going to be mum and dad or mum or just my dad or dad and dad and mum and mum. You know, you are always going to be the parent. And you're right, I've overcompensated, I think, with Maddie and Kiki. And that's why sometimes, and we've talked about it before, I approached these next years with real trepidation because... I do feel an enormous friendship as well as uh, a dad relationship with them. And I'm always trying to impart the same pearls of wisdom that I always think of your father when I'm sort of giving them advice about this, that and the other and what have you. I try to do it in a sort of way that isn't kind of dad teaching a lesson, but it's sort of by stealth. But I do really worry. I do really worry from my from my POV about what I'll miss. And it's really important that I don't let them think I'm going to miss that. Absolutely. You know, that, that they go into their life and... And sometimes I do worry that there's there's a real heartache to the friendship I feel I have or have had with all of my girls because on one level you have to kiss goodbye to it in some some regard. Mm. Just changes. I don't think you should kiss goodbye to it. I mean, I became much better friends with my parents once I was seventeen, eighteen. It was eighteen. You know, mm. it all started to change. I think it's different for daughters. Um, I do. <clears throat> yeah, um, I think also it's it's just. On the whole, and maybe we should listen to some of the comments, actually, I think on the whole thing, because I think you said there that a lot of people seem to be saying they were quite cross with people that try to be too hard to be cool. And I think it takes a village to bring up a child. And I think sometimes when some parents are so uber, uber cool and smoking spliff with their kids and drinking, you know, getting drunk and doing all that, I think they're not thinking about the whole community of children mm. like parents they should be a kind of silent sticking together where there is yeah, everybody knows that children shouldn't be drinking 
under 16. But if some parents are letting them have parts yeah. of alcohol at a party... That's one of my pet I just find that... I think it's such a shame, and it's because we don't have communities. Yeah. That's why it's become more difficult. Yeah. You know, there would be a certain amount of judgment. Everyone would know everybody in the street. It's the same in... You know, that's why it's so different, the drinking culture, for instance, in, 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 in the rest of Europe. <clears throat> because people are more accountable, you know... Villages, towns, people know each other. I get a real pang of I get a real pang of jealousy sometimes. Real jealousy when I hear you know one of any one of my girls has come back and said, "Oh yeah, such and such as parents are so cool. They're so lovely. They're like they're like really good friends with them." And why is it you realise in the end it's because they let them all have a, a bottle let of prosecco? Them, like, and it's like, well, I could do that quite easily, but I don't want to do that. Actually, do you know what? It's a lot easier just to let them do whatever they want. It's bloody exhausting saying... Well, it is. Would you mind doing that? And don't do that. It's the easiest thing in the world is go, come on, let's all just get pissed and hang out. But you're right. It's interesting what you say, <laughs> it's though. It's exhausting yeah. to, be a, to be an on-point parent. Yeah, there's no real shared responsibility, is there, anymore, between yeah. parents that maybe we should check with your... It's yeah. like, you know... You, you know well, what? not no, because some people that I know do say, oh, well, I will always check with the other parent and I'll right. do that... But, but, but with a lot, there isn't. And once they get to a certain age, it's very different, isn't it? Now, before we record each episode of our podcast, we ask you to get involved on social media. Hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to get in touch on our Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and Family. On Twitter, at Nadia Sawala. And if you're a little bit scared of Nadia and you're a little <laughs> bit worried that she might tell you off, you can always come to lovely, cuddly old me <laughs> at, at, on Instagram at Mark underscore Adderley. A-double-D-E-R-L-E-Y. Well, here's yeah, some comments. Here's some comments from social media. Well, they're not not to listen to, but to read out. Uh, Fentonomy says children, teenagers need parents to look up to and guide them, not to be their pals. You mm. can be a fun parent without being friends mm. with your kids. That's because it. I think I think where it can go wrong sometimes is if somebody is just rigidly a parent and doesn't actually, you know, what I said previously. Think of all those things about what 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 a friend means, like yeah. listening. Being kind when uh, things are up when you're up against it. That I would say we're very good at being friends with our with our kids like that. Maybe be friendly. Friendly, yeah. Friendly. But not a pal. I think no. that's quite a good I think that's quite a good distinction actually. Mm, mm. I would always want to have friendship within my parenting, you know, skills, but I'm not their pal. No, no, absolutely. Yeah. And also again it goes back to this thing, I think it really muddies the waters when it comes to rules and boundaries. It just it, it necessarily does. Uh, sorry, I missed this one. Fentanomy also says let choose let kids choose their own friends. Too many parents live through their kids' lives. Well, I very much remember that. I'm not gonna say exactly who, but the parent of a, an ex girlfriend of mine literally just wanted to live through uh, her daughter. Oh, I know people like. I that. mean, literally. I mean, it was and would use alcohol and would. I, I remember. I remember sitting there. I remember once being prisoner to a woman dancing to Captain Beefheart in front of me. I mean, not a thinking. What a remarkable name for a singer, Captain Beefheart. And she would dance and she'd swig the wine and and she. It was like she'd used her daughter to get to a situation where she could befriend some young chap who didn't know what the hell she was banging on oh about. God, but but there's nothing I find more disturbing sometimes than seeing mums trying to be absolutely at the same level as their daughters when they're out. I just find it a bit cringe. Is that bad of me? 
No, I think I do too. Um, well, there was that series once, wasn't there? Going clubbing with my girl or something. You just think. Well, yeah, no, I'm not no. suggesting for a minute that you can't. There's lots of people listening who will have, will have gone out on socials with your parents, and that's absolutely fine. But when you've there, there's a difference when, as a parent, you're trying so achingly mm. hard to almost outdo your child because mm. you're kind of competitive. Like, yeah, that's not, again, that's not friendship. That's not friendship. That's just just that's kind of jealousy in a sense. Well, you, if you, but it, again, if you take friendship out of being a parent, that wouldn't be a good friend just in. But just being yeah, 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 exactly. If you're exactly. trying to live vicariously through them, yeah. or you're trying to compete with them, yeah. or you're trying to, it's not, that's not good friendship. This is an interesting one. Julie Bromfield mentions the point that, okay, so maybe you have got an intense friendship-like relationship with your parent, but your parent is a deeply sort of troubled or, or ill person. I'm an adult, but I've had to just cut ties with my mother due to an incredibly toxic, painful relationship. Do you know what I mean? I mean, that's where you're embedded and again, that's not friendship. That's kind of codependency. And I mean, I, I would say there's an element of codependency in my relationship with my mum. We're just used to the idea of being sort of trapped, you know, in orbit around each other. And there, and there, so codependency is very different. And I think mm. some families, you know, it's a very Americanized term, but the idea of codependency is pretty straightforward. You're dependent on each other, and you've got used to being dependent on each other. And then that becomes a very different motivator mm. in your relationship. Uh, I, I don't generally think that that's particularly healthy. Um, this is a tough one, says Chloe Parker. I'm 15. I love it when our teenagers get in touch. I'm Hello, 15. Chloe. I feel we need to be able to confide in our parents like we can in our friends, but children need to be disciplined and need to know that there is a line. Mm. Very interesting point. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, Minnie McMillan, when my girls were younger, I was definitely just mum, but when they got older, late teens, and now have children of their own, we're both really great friends, and I'm still mum when needed and nanny. There you go. Yeah. That's that's my, that's what I'm heading for. Yeah. Is it? That's what I want to be, yeah. Uh, Tra-la-la. I'm looking forward to not have to keep thinking, oh, God. Yes. Have you done this? Oh, it's so boring. It's so bloody boring. Yeah. I mean, there is an element like with Izzy and Fleur now where you can just connect with each other yeah. about the fun stuff. They're, doing, rather they're than making the, their own choices they, yeah, about yeah, what exactly. they eat and where they go yeah. and when they sleep and all that boring yeah, yeah, yeah. bollocks that they don't listen to. Eat anyway. this, so don't eat that, boring. do exercise. But they knew how boring it was. I yeah, don't want to say it. Did they think we wanted to say I it? I want to say it. It's so shitting boring. <laughs> Tra-la-la, I remember an aunt saying to me, you will have your kids as a parent until they're 14, then at 21 they return to you as a friend. The middle years are the wilderness years. They don't want you to parent them and they don't want to be your friend. Yeah, God, that's very good. You're always, You're so... always spot on, Trala. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, Aeninian Canalan, sorry. You can be a friend to them when they need it, but you can never expect them to be a friend for you or to you. A friend for you. Oh, mm. I know. I love that. Mm. I love that. Yeah, being a friend for you, that's intriguing. See, I think sometimes if I get really honest, and we've talked, I know we've talked about this before, but I I know I, I know my girls feed a part of me that I should, in a more healthy approach to living, have fed by friends. Mm. Mm. I know that for a fact. And no, I, I think there's a lot of people that would connect with that, a yeah. lot of people. Now that, I, I hope I'm not living through my children, because I don't feel I am, but... I know for a fact that for me, they're essentially fixing a friendship component in me mm. that when they go, there is a worry as to what mm. will fill that hole. Well, basically, at least you've got consciousness of it, so maybe you can do something about that before. Oh, then. good. That's, that's <laughs> a positive, isn't it? Um, Sorsha73116, it's a balance. When you're moulding your children, you need not to be their bestie. Yeah, it's not about being their bestie. You're a friend to them, 
They're not a friend for you. Yeah. Love and, that. and again, it goes back to this thing that. of just, you know, it's not just about being popular with your kids, though I struggle with this all the time. And me and Nadja have many, many disagreements about the extent to which I'm not willing to cross the line and say certain things and all that sort of stuff. But, um, it, yeah, this isn't a popularity contest. And we have to have bravery, I think, around kids. I mean, I do easily, I can easily. And I think this is maybe a dilemma that a lot of parents have because there are so many isms and issues and conditions and pressures on kids at the moment, especially with COVID and all this kind of stuff. It does, I, I am one of those parents that then sort of looks at that and thinks, oh, I need to step back from being quite so harsh or quite so strict because... You just don't know with children these days. You don't know what might tip them over exactly. the edge. And that's, I, the, that's, that's the a really thing. troubling thing. Shall we have a listen to Maddie? Absolutely. Uh, so when it comes to this topic, I think the extreme of both of these things are bad. So I don't think it's good to be too much of a friend and not enough of a parent, but I also think it's good to be a friend as well as a parent. I don't think the attitude of I'm not your friend, I'm your parent is good. That can end up being quite toxic. Toxic, But at the same time, I think parents that are too much of a friend to their child, that's also not good. Um, but I'd also say that for people my age, it's a lot cooler and a lot more like... Yeah, it's a lot cooler if you have parents that are more your friends and your parents because obviously a parent's somebody that kind of like checks up on you a lot telling you kind of what to do which nobody likes to be told what to do um so you know it is seen as a lot cooler if your parents are really laid back about everything and they're you know can get along with your mates as well kind of have a laugh don't really judge kind of understand what it's like to be young and I'd say I like that as well when I've met like you know because I have a lot, a lot of my friends' parents are really laid back, like, really laid back. Um, and because my parents aren't strict, but I wouldn't say they're, like, as laid back as most of my friends' parents. And whenever I kind of stay around at a friend's house and I see how laid back their parents are, I'm like, oh, I want parents that laid back. And that's, like, normal, do you know what I mean? Um, and with some of my friends, it's a healthy kind of laid back, but with some of my other friends it's like too much I think it's too much when parents are at a point where they're kind of like you know smoking with their children and their friends I think that's a bit weird um yeah and I'd find it awkward as a kid if that was the case um but by a lot of people that scene is really cool if your parents will like get drunk I don't think so much of getting drunk I don't I find it quite funny if I'm, like, at a party or at a friend's and then the parents are really drunk and kind of join in on the fun. I find that really funny and I really like that. But like I said, again, parents that are too, like, oh, I'm your parent and I'm not your friend in any way, like, that, that's really toxic as well and it can end up being, yeah, dangerous because then your kid's going to end up seeing you as this person that's your parent and tells you what to do and they're going to kind of resent you. And all my friends that have very laid-back parents are, like, the happiest. <laughs> They're a lot happier than my friends who have parents that are more like, oh, I'm your parent and I kind of tell you what to do. Um, but at the same time, obviously, a parent isn't just somebody that tells you what to do. There's more to a parent than that. But, you know, that's, like, the main kind of uh, thing. Yeah, it's kind of the main thing you kind of make a difference about. You know? 
so yeah basically in my opinion i think it's good to be your child's friend as well as being their parent but i don't think just being your child's friend and just being your child's parent is good um but like yeah i think it is hard to draw the line and i don't really know the answers to it but like when i meet some of my friends parents i know i can tell like when it's good and when it's bad and if it's a healthy balance or not and it's more like you have to see it to know i can't really explain what a good balance is but yeah i think it's good to be chill with your children treat them like they're people and not treat them like obviously when they're a child treat them like a child but be more careful as they're growing up when they're more my age to not baby them and treat them like a child because they will just resent you and will be like why are you treating me like I'm five I'm nearly an adult you know um which I feel like a lot of parents that are like I'm a parent uh can be like whereas the parents that are more like I'm your friend and your parent uh are more just kind of there for them if they need them but they don't bother them and I think that that's a really good way to be I love what she says there. It's 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 without wishing to sound like Yoda or a Jedi. It's all about balance, mm. and I love the way in which she, she sort of you know to hear from a teenager, a teenager, that she says it's all right to be both. Yeah, do you know what it's I mean? Kind of what we were kind of saying. Well, no, but I came it's into this conversation not I, being a pal. Yeah, being a pal. But when I flagged this up as a, I thought this might be an interesting conversation, I was think I was very much coming from the perspective of I think it's really important that you're not one of those parents that's trying to just you know lure your children and groom your children into being real buddies. I mean, it's interesting that she says there that she considers us to be slightly on the stricter scale <laughs> uh, alongside I mean, it makes you wonder whether they're all baking in an enormous crack pie <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on out there guys um, I'm rather pleased that we are the moral compass of our local area it's probably because I still ask her what vegetables she's eating <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah it's about balance and it's about but but yeah it's a curious one isn't it and, and I suppose I actually took real heart yeah. from what she said there because <clears throat> I, I, I actually agree with her mm. that you've got to, if you're all in life, any extreme is bad. It's not good. It's yeah. not good. My God, you sound like Ed Miliband. It's you look good. like it's Ed Miliband. Good. You know, if you are extremely strict and there is no leeway yeah, and there is no, um, you know, real communication going on and it's just, then of course that's not going to be, be, be good yeah. because your child isn't going to confide in you and your child isn't going to come to you if they've messed up and mm. they, they, they need help which has always been our biggest fear. We want them to be able to come to us when they've messed up. There's nothing worse than the thought of that, is that I'm just going, I can't tell my parents. No, absolutely. I'm in this terrible mess and I can't tell my parents. And I'm thinking of one very particular situation I know of at the moment um, with a friend of mine's um, daughter who spoke to me about this and another friend of hers who has very, like, lovely parents is in such a pickle at the moment for something... And she hasn't told her parents. And she's got parents quite like us. Oh. And I was freaking out at that. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sat here with a real dad face, perplexed, <laughs> cross-eyed, frightened no, and worried. it just reminded me, this, this story, that you have to give... Yes, you have to put the boundaries in place, but you also, I think, personally, you have to let them know that whatever they, whatever mess they might be in, 
you are going to help them through it. You're going to mm. hold their hand and you're going to help them through mm. it. And the first port of call is not going to be to rip, sh- rip them to shreds because they won't come to you. No. And who might they go to instead? No. No. Shall we um, hear from Kalitos? And whilst you're finding his thing, I mean, I must admit, there is one area where I know that I'll be very sad when I sort of, you know, it's when, when, when the girls sort of come to me and say, oh, can we go and see this film with such and such? And I'm like, yeah, of course you can. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of teens would like their parents to be more lenient and almost be their friend rather than their parent. But I do still think that, you know, you're not the friend, you are the parent, and so certain rules are put in place. Um, You know, you never want your parents to be disappointed in you, and I think parents do want us to think that they're still with it and cool, and so they behave more, as, well, some behave more as if they're a friend and slowly become more and more lenient. Um, but I think if parents behave in a less strict parenting way and more in a friend, you know, everything's fine way, it can slowly let us as teens release the grip of self-control that we have on ourselves. Um, and what I mean by that is... Because parents see themselves as friends, obviously things are more overlooked in terms of our behaviour and teens can get away with more than we actually should. And, you know, this then makes it hard for the parents to then set new rules and standards because they're trying to be quote-unquote cool. And this is why I personally prefer my parents to primarily be my parents rather than my friends. I personally just think I'll do better if my parents enforce, you know, rules that are appropriate for my age. And not not being like a, a rule freak and just obsessed with rules, but just, you know, having limits and a routine, I, I think that's just better for me. Um, it That can vary between different people. That's just for me personally. And And being a parent also doesn't mean that you have to be, you know, extremely strict and very emotionless or cold or heartless or anything like that. You can still show affection and love and kindness and respect and still have rules and restrictions in place. Parents can build a close bond with their kids and still remain responsible adults. Carly just for Prime Minister. He's so fucking sweet. Excuse my French. I love him. Love he's so he's so measured. I mean, I mean, it's just in a nutshell. It's in a simple nutshell, as that. In a nutshell, parenting yeah, according have, to Carlito. Uh, yeah, teenagers might want more leniency, but yeah. probably it's best boundaries and restriction, but warmth and kindness and affection too, please. Bish bash bosh. Well, I think we've Don't. come out of this chat with a definitive answer on the best way to be. Yeah, a bit of both. Yeah. Well, there you go, guys. Do you want to read off any more of those? Yeah, there's a few more Let's we do can a do. More. Yeah, uh, Chasey twelve oh one eight. I'm great friends with my twenty one year old daughter. She's helped me walk away from my narc father, as in narcotics. Oh. Um, yeah, I suppose you know. Again, it's you know, where is the you know friendship out of need? Mm. Good parents do all that without crossing the line that allows kids to be disrespectful. Oh, sorry, Rebecca Fake Hawley, a good friend is always honest, tells you when you are wrong and supports you. Good parents do all of that without crossing the line that allows kids to be disrespectful. Uh, and that's okay. a good point yes. there about being a good friend is also about yeah. caution. Yeah. You know, it's not just about saying, yeah, let's all jump off a great yeah. big building and have fun. It's also about it's don't of, do that. It's kind of like you've got to think of the very, very, very 
top class, top notch friend that you've got. Mm. That is always looking out for you. Yeah, always looking out for you. That will tell you when you're doing something, that will be honest with you, but will also be kind and be there for you at any time you're... Think of that kind of a friendship, and that's the kind of friend you need to be to your child. Is that what my nan was doing when she dragged me out of a toy shop, pinned me against a wall, lifted my arms and said, you smell of B.O., I am your nan... Trust me, you want me to tell you this, yes. none of your friends. I've done that before oh, okay, girls, when they were younger. I've said, you, you've really got a problem with me. I'm, I'm telling you this so that nobody else will. And I've got friends that are like that that go, bloody hell, now, do you really? No. Oh, my God, about something or other, you know, that nobody else might tell me. Larissa, yeah. Larissa Fairclough, nah, I cringe when I hear daughters say the mum's their best friend. It can't ever be real. We are mums. Mm. Bit of cringe. I know what you mean with the cringe thing. Dawn Taylor, no... You are their parents always through their life. They don't want you as a friend. Uh, and Claire, Bell, eventually you can be friends with your kids, but not too early. A foundation has to be set. And I think that's true. And I think that foundation quite naturally is set when they're too young to be your friends. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, as ever, thank you so thank much. You, we had so many comments. We, we tried to read out as many as we could, but we, we just love you being a part yeah. of this chat. Um, it's like that community that we were talking about takes a village to bring up a yes. child. We have one going on here. Yeah, listen to we, this. We just we need a little it. fire in the centre and all of us around just listening and chatting. Yeah. So don't ever invite our children over and try and woo them with drink. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and to our youngsters listening, we love you. Thank you yeah. so much. It's such a difficult time at the moment. And, oh, my God, you have got so much to deal with. Mm. So so we, we really do value you being part of this community. Yeah. Have a lovely weekend, guys. Bye. Bye. Well, that's it for this episode of Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you'd like to comment on any of the topics we've discussed today, we'd love you to get in touch. Use the hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to find me on Twitter, it's at Nadia Sawala. And on Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and family. And if you fancy getting in touch with me, it's at Mark underscore Adderley. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate and review. Tell your friends and get involved. And you can hear more episodes of Confessions of a Modern Parent on Global Player or wherever you get your podcasts. Bye. Ta-da! <laughs>